Well, um, Brother JT wasn't able to be here with us this morning, so I am, uh, he called me yesterday afternoon um, and let me know, well, the afternoon, it's probably, it was after lunch, you know, but around lunch, we were coming down here to clean, and um, he called me and said, I've been waiting to see if I'm going to be able to make it, and ended up not being able to, so um, you get to hear me twice today. Uh, go ahead and say it again. Oh. <laughs> Don't cut myself off. That's going to happen. That's, that's going to happen. That's a given. Um, but turn with me to the, the Gospel of John, the first chapter, John chapter 1. This is uh, always been a, a favorite text of mine. I know that whenever we finished preaching through the Gospel of John, it was uh, one of those occasions where you were like, well, I just hate to leave. You know, uh, I've, I've been, this has been my companion, you know, for so long, the Gospel of John. I just hate to, to leave the study, but um, all of God's Word is profitable. Um, and so we, we began a new study. I don't remember what that was after the Gospel of John. Um, I think we were kind of looking at that last night, but I don't, you remember what it was? I don't remember. Um, it may have been, I don't think it was Romans. I think it was like Jude or something like that. But anyway, let's stand and we'll read from the Gospel of John beginning in chapter number one, verse number one, and read through the 18th verse. Um, John chapter one, beginning in verse number one, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same, that's not this John, right? That's another John, isn't it? We don't want to get confused, do we? You know, that was John the Baptist, wasn't it? The same came, and you know, most of the time, John, the apostle, refers to himself, you know, like in the third person. He doesn't usually refer to himself, you know, that, uh, that it was him being, you know, that John. But, but the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have we all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. You remember what 
Thomas said, show us the Father, and it suffices us. And the Lord says, Thomas, have I been with you so long that you don't know, that you don't understand? If you've seen me, you know, you've seen the Father. So that, you know, the 18th verse, that's, to me, that's kind of a, um, you know, a, a, an emphasis, you know, upon, you know, that the Lord speaking about no man has seen God at any time. Well, if you've seen me, you've seen, you know, the Father. So, well, let's go, Lord, in prayer before we um, look any further into this section of Scripture. Uh, Father, we come this morning and we acknowledge there, there are um, many who are not with us this morning and, and, and many who are in need of, of uh, grace and in need of strength. And we pray, Father, for them, that you would be with them, that you would strengthen them, help them. Father, that you would encourage them, that they would be able to, um, Father, be able to overcome this illness and these things that they're, that they're fighting. Uh, they would look to you and they would find uh, the courage and the strength and the uh, understanding, Father, that they need there. And so, Father, even us here, as we think about those words, we have need of understanding. We have need of encouragement. We have need of strength. Even though we're not physically uh, ill, Father, we, we are here this morning and, and acknowledge our need of you and, and our need of you to speak to us. So we ask that you would this morning uh, make yourself known unto us and speak unto us from your word. For it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So, as we think about these um, words that we have before us, I, I think of another passage in 1 John 3, 5 that says, and you know that he was manifested. I mean, that's, that's just incredible to think about, isn't it? I mean, he was manifested. Uh, when you think about the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was manifested. Why? To take away our sins. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. Come on. Why? From their sins, yes. He was manifested to take away, First John 3, 5 says, our sins, and in him is no sin. So, you know, then you start thinking about the perfect sacrifice, the sacrifice to end all sacrifices, all that typology in the Old Testament. Christ comes manifested in the flesh and he gives himself to die upon the cross, becoming our perfect, complete sacrifice. The word became flesh, was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. He came to save us, right? He came to save us from our sins. He came to save us from the wrath of God. He came to save us from God himself. God sent his son to be a sacrifice for our sins, to save us from his wrath. Because he is what? Holy, holy, holy. But it is a wonder, isn't it, when you think about the word. In the beginning was the word, right? You see that in the first verse. In the beginning was the word. And, and John says that I came to testify of him. That he was before me. So there's a sense in which you have John as the forerunner. You have John crying out in the wilderness, uh, make, make straight the path. He's, he's coming. It's like a herald would come before a king, you know, through a city. You know, make way. The king is coming. And here's John, you know, saying this. He's coming. Uh, he was born before him. And yet he says, he was before me. You know, he was before me. So the word in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh. 
and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You know, the law came by Moses, but here the Lord comes, full of grace, you know, and truth. Wonder of wonders, to be sure. Hebrews 2, verse 5 says, For unto angels, unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visiteth him? Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and did set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he might, by the grace of God, taste death for every man. So, existed before. He made everything that was made, and then he himself is made flesh you know the the, the the creator becoming i mean it, it is it is an amazing thing the creator becoming creature um on 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 one hand you know we would say um fully god and fully man and there's a i don't know if lydia's thinking about it right now but there's a clip where you have rc sproul and you have john MacArthur, and john MacArthur says that that talking about this says fully god fully man and R.C. Sproul interrupts, and he says, I'd like it better to say truly God and truly man. You know, um, he, he was truly God and truly man. And, and you, may not, you may not think, well, what's the big deal between the distinction? But I think that's probably a better definition. Truly God and truly, you know, man. Um, he who existed, like we said before, anything that was made. That's, that's just incredible to think about before anything that was made. Uh, who dwelt with God in eternity, who is truly God and is truly, became truly, became man. Uh, he came and dwelt among us. And John says, we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Titus 2 says this in verse 11, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing. You think about the Old Testament saints now, they looked for the coming of the one whom the prophets told about, searched diligently in the scriptures, try, trying, to, trying to determine when, where, how, you know, what, what God's word had to say about these things. And then he appears. And we look back upon that. Uh, we're looking for a second coming, a future you know, coming. We're, we're, we're looking for a coming just like they were looking for a coming, right? We look back upon that first coming, you know, just like they look towards that first coming, but we're looking for his, his appearing again. That's what he's saying here, that um, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity. I, I told Brother JT yesterday when he called me, I said, we're, I told you before, we were, I said, we're coming down, going down to clean the church. And I said, let me back up, because I know who I'm talking to. We're not, the church is clean already. We're coming to clean the building. <laughs> yeah. And he said, that's right. You know, the church is already, already clean. Um, but um, he gave himself that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous 
of good works. But it says in verse number 14 that he came and dwelt among us. You think about that. He came and dwelt among us. And that word dwelt is literally the meaning there is tabernacled. Um, he tabernacled among us. I mean, you have the tabernacle there in the wilderness. You have the, the temple and you have the holy of holies and you have, you know, the, 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 the curtain that was rent, you know, the veil that was rent. You know, the holy of holies dwelling there. And here he came and dwelt among us. I mean, you remember on the Mount of Transfiguration, I mean, he was, he was transfigured to a, a degree that, that Peter, who usually had plenty to say, was at a loss for words. Uh, let us build a temple, you know, he says, for each, you know, Moses and Elijah and, and, the, and the Lord. Um, and he hears a voice from heaven saying what? This is my beloved son, hear him. Hear him. But he says he dwelt, the word dwelt among us. We beheld his glory. Think about that. You know, JT talks about that a lot, doesn't he? He talks about the glory of God. And he talks about beholding that glory. Um, and, and, and Moses, you know, beheld that glory. Uh, you know, there's a sense in which Moses, you know, beheld that glory. It, it was after glow. You know, but he beheld that glory. And, and even at that, his face shone to the degree that the people said, veil it. We, we can't stand to look upon it. Uh, and eventually that, that, that glow, that afterglow that was upon the face of Moses began to fade. Um, but um, you think about this, here's the glory of God manifested in Christ. And this is what the disciples are saying. We beheld his Glory. I mean, there's a sense in which they beheld it, not a transfiguration, right? But there's also a sense in which daily they beheld the glory of God. Daily they saw him full of grace and truth. Daily they saw that. They beheld that uh, continuously. 1 John 1 verse 1 says, That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. I mean, think about that. He was manifested. They beheld his glory, and here in 1 John, John goes on to say, we saw these things with our own eyes. We beheld this glory with our own eyes. He said, we looked upon, and think about the next part, our hands have handled. They touched. They touched him. They, they handled him. You know, John leaned upon his breast. You know, there at dinner, you know, often he was leaning upon him. I mean, to the point that some, sometimes, you know, Peter kind of got a little jealous. And he's like, what about this man? You know, because the Lord's telling Peter about Peter. And Peter says, what about this man? And the Lord says, you worry about you. You know, if, 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 if he lives until, you know, I return, you know, what is that to you? Um, but it says that we've looked upon him and our hands have handled the word of life. The word which spoke all life into it. There is no life. I mean, if you, you look there in 1 John, life and light come from him. So if you want to think about it in a physical sense, I mean, the physical light created by him. The light of our understanding, spiritually speaking, comes from him. Life, physically speaking, comes from him. Second birth, eternal life, comes you know, from him. Light and life comes. But the word of life, he says, for the life was manifested, and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. I mean, this, 
if, if, if at any, any point, you know, I took my shoes off, I think it was two weeks ago or something, and said, you know, talking about Brother Conrad saying this, this place where we stand is holy ground. I mean, this, this is an incredible place for us to stand and think about these things. Um, him becoming flesh and dwelling among us. Uh, we have a picture in 1 Timothy 6.16 where he says, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto. I mean, no man has seen God at any time and lived. You, you think about something, brother? Well, yeah. John 6, yeah. Says, his word mm-hmm. are and true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no no new uh, Which, revelation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Handled him from a, a babe all the way to the time of his death. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I don't understand. No, we well, yeah, that's that's beyond our our our. One day we'll know, even as we're known. But yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, as much God as the Father, as much God as the Spirit. Yes. Yeah. As much God. Yeah. As as the Father, as the Son. Yeah. It's hard for us to comprehend that. In, and I'm I'm certain in its totality, uh, we'll not fully know that until, you know, we reach heaven. But by faith, you know, some people would look at that and say, well, that's not even possible. I mean, that's schizophrenic, you know, um, in one sense. But by faith, we understand. That the worlds were framed by the word of God. You know, we weren't there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I just finished reading a book by uh, John Bradshaw called uh, Dealing with Doctrine. Mm-hmm. Richard Brock. Right. Big ideas. Well, and they looked at everything through time, space, and matter. Mm-hmm. Without realizing there was another dimension to that. Right. Outside of all those things they could understand, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> took all that out of dispensation, mm-hmm. even our education system, the progressive education. Yep. If you look at education systems today, like the sciences or the physical sciences, there's mm-hmm. no purpose or essence. Yeah. Or anything metaphysical. It's only physical. Mm-hmm. And so even the way people are being raised. Right. Physical sciences are, and all the mysterious energy and mm-hmm. and the teachings that they have. Right. Not not the truth as we know it, though. Yeah, absolutely not. There's that that realm, that aspect, you know, outside 
if y'all start hearing more feedback, I'm hearing a little bit, uh, let me know. If I can overlook it, but I don't want it to bother y'all if y'all can hear a little ringing with me speaking up here, but we may have the volume up a little too loud. Um, but who will who only have immortality dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man hath seen, nor can see. There's the element you're saying that that's outside what you and Donnie are saying. It's outside of what you know they're they're looking at preaching, teaching, um, not preaching. Well, I guess they're preaching. They got their own gospel. It's another gospel. You know, it's not this gospel. But um, whom no man hath seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. But if you've seen me, he told Thomas, you've seen, you know, the Father. Um, John says, we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Colossians 2.9 says, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He had never read that verse. Was it in his Bible? Well, it's not in, it probably isn't in the New World Translation. Yeah. I don't know how they wrote it. It must not. It says, when I brought it up. He had never seen that before. Yeah. Well, you think about the one aspect, we're talking about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and us being able to comprehend the three in one, one in three, and then. You know, here you have this verse, and there it is. You know, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. You know, bodily. That's that's Colossians two nine. So, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwelling there. You know, in in truly man, and truly God, truly man dwelling there. And John says we beheld. That's the glory. That they understood. That's the glory. They didn't understand it completely then. Just like we don't understand it completely now, like we will understand it. You know, but you know, we understand it to a greater degree now than that what they understood it at the time that they were actually touching and beholding and seeing. You know, later on they understood more. Um, you know, the Spirit, the Comforter comes and teaches them all things. You know, they think things they, the Lord says, There's many things I have to tell you, but you can't receive them now. Uh, and there were things that Paul, you know, spoke that Peter said, things hard to be understood, you know, that the Lord had taught, you know, him. So it's, it's, uh, it, it, it is incredible to think about, isn't it? Um, you have that passage on the, as far as the transfiguration. We mentioned that in Matthew 17, 2. After six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart. And he was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. Um, you know, there was that light that shone unto Paul, and it was brighter than the noonday, you know, sun. It's, it's, it's a, you're, you're talking about something being outside of, you know, what they were considering. You know, there's this light that's outside of a light that they've ever seen. And I'm not just talking about you know, in, in a sense that we have light, spiritually speaking, that we understand the natural man doesn't. <clears throat> but there was a light that shone there that, that those other men, you know, they, the, the speech that was heard, they couldn't comprehend. There was the voice that sounded like, you know, many waters. And, and, and there's this light that shines that causes Paul's eyes to have scales, you know, upon them because of what he beheld uh, that fell off later and must have affected his, 
his sight, right? The rest of his life, his physical sight, the rest of his life. You know, because he says at one point, it's, there's not someone at the end of the letter that pen, he said, you see with what large letters I write. First cataract surgery. Well, it was like I was talking to Lena a while ago. You know, I, mean, I, I, I can send those verses of scripture, you know, out to her on her phone, you know, and, and she can expand and, and, and make those larger where she can see them. You know, that's Paul was saying, you see with what large letters, you know, I'm writing unto you. Um, but they beheld and looked upon that which would otherwise have not been beholdable. Uh, did, did God do something, you know, for them that they were able to behold the Lord transfigured like that? That, you know, I, that Paul wasn't able to, to stand without his eyes being affected? I, uh, we don't know. Uh, but they beheld something that no one else had seen. Um, I mean, his glory shone forth in a way that... That you're right, they haven't seen before. First Peter 1.8 says, think about this for us. You know, I haven't seen that. I wasn't there on the Mount of Transfiguration. You know, I wasn't there you know, with the disciples when they, when they beheld his glory, you know, in that sense. But 1 Peter 1.8 says, whom having not seen, you love. In whom, though now you see him not, yet believing. What a wonderful gift faith is. I mean, for that which... That which we have not seen, which we have not handled, with, you know, with, with our hands, you know, we haven't beheld the way that they did, and yet we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Receiving the end of our faith, even the salvation of our souls, of which salvation the prophets, it's that realm that, that, that you mentioned that's beyond, you know, what, what the natural man can see, what the natural man can understand. I mean, they've, they've tried to examine the evidence and, and the facts and the science, and there is no God. But they can't see. They have no faith, uh, and they can't see into this realm that we're, that we're talking about, you know, here, which by faith we have been able to. Uh, we've been made just like the disciples were there, and they saw the Lord transfigured. They were able to behold that, and they didn't fall at his feet as dead, and they weren't blinded, you know, by the light. Uh, we've been able to behold. You know, the, um, in the common people, you look at what people, what the Lord says from his mouth can show the wisdom that we cannot comprehend. Mm. To ignore the, the law, yeah. 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 Right? I mean, I fell for it for a long time. Yeah. He came to fulfill all things. You know, there wasn't any command that he negated. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know he, he didn't come to destroy the law and the prophets. Yeah, so yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So um, the law came by Moses, though. But what was the law? But our schoolmaster to lead us unto Christ came from God, and it's holy, and 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 we can't keep it, um, and he had to keep it for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but receiving the end of your, of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come to you. I mean, God who needed nothing to complete or satisfy himself became flesh and dwelt among us, became flesh and died for us, uh, became flesh and saved us from our sins. Um, well, I mean, 
those of us who are in Christ, we see the beauty of that. We behold that like the disciples, and we wonder at it. And it's magnificent. Uh, and it's a, it, like I said, it's a wonder to, to it's a wonder of wonders to behold. Uh, it's it's something that swells within our souls. It's something that's sweet. It's a fragrant. You know, JT was talking about that aroma. Um, you know, not long ago, uh, that that fragrance of Christ. Uh, it's 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 sweet unto us. Uh, I was reading this week the treasure. You know, hid in the field. Well, how many people walk by that and they don't see it as a treasure? You know, it's it's no treasure to them. They just walk by and ignore it. Um, yeah, there's Christ, so what? But here, it, it's, it's a treasure that's worth selling all that you have to obtain it. You know, uh, the pearl of great price, you know, as it were. Um, so it's, it's, you can't explain it to somebody, can you, unless they have faith. You know, um, if they don't desire Christ, we can't, we can't really show them the beauty, you know, of Christ. They don't desire him. But Moses said, show me thy glory. And by faith we have, we have seen it. It's been made evident unto us in the face of Jesus Christ. But Hebrews you know, says unto us. So do you perceive his glory? Do you see the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ so that you are brought to a place where you magnify him and desire to glorify him in everything that you do? Um, do you seek to... You know, here Pilate was, right? And the Lord's standing before him, and he says, Behold the what? The man. That's all he could see. Behold the man. What do the disciples say? We beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father, you know, full of, of grace and truth. Um, you know, they, they, you know, here's Pilate just sees him as a man. The disciples see him robed in flesh as God, you remember Peter falls at his feet and says, depart from me for I'm a sinful man. He saw the holiness and the glory of Christ. Uh, we see more than Pilate saw, don't we? Uh, he knew nothing of who Christ was. Those things that were, think about the things that must have been reported to him. You know, before Christ's crucifixion, all the news that would come to him about who this person was and what he had done, you know, and, and even the Pharisees, they would send you know, these, these lawyers try to trip him up in his words. And, and they would come back and say, never a man spake like this man. And they said, are you deceived? Are you also his disciples now? Uh, maybe they had become, you know, I, I don't know. They said, never a man. I mean, they went to try to overthrow him in his words. And they came back saying, never a man spake, you know, like this man. Um, you remember that one, uh, you know, he was, he was testing the Lord saying, what's the, what's the chief, you know, commandment? And, and the Lord answers him, and the, and the lawyer says, you're right. <laughs> you're thinking, well, of course he's right, you know. Uh, and, but the Lord tells him, you're not far from the kingdom, you know. You're not far from the kingdom. But these men beheld him. They walked with him like Adam walked with God in the cool of the I mean, the, I think about that. You know, Adam walked with God in the garden in the cool of the day. Here the disciples are walking with him, God manifest in the flesh we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth he was manifest in the flesh remember peter and the lord asking him who do men say that i am right and peter says well some say this some say that and then he says who do you say that i am thou art the christ the son of the living god um 
Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father, you know, which is in heaven. Uh, there were plenty who saw his face and sought to silence it. They didn't see the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. They turned away from him and said, crucify him. And unless a man beholds Christ by faith, he can't see his glory. Without faith, a man you know, behold, looks this, can't see the glory in, in the word of God and can't see the truth. Um, the disciples were devastated, weren't they? When, when the Lord was crucified and taken away you know, from them by death, they were devastated. But the Lord had told them that the Comforter would come, the Holy Spirit. He must, he, he must go away or the Comforter could not come. And we don't see after the Comforter comes, we don't see them pining away. You know, I wish the Lord was still here. I wish Jesus was still walking upon the face of the earth. No, they understood. They were, they were comforted. They saw his glory. They understood. We too have beheld his glory by faith. Uh, that, that communion the disciples enjoyed with the Lord upon the earth, we, we haven't, we're, we're not runner-up, you know. I mean, how many times have you thought, what would it be like to be, you know, on the earth whenever, besides not having all the comforts that you enjoy, you know, right now, what would it have been like to walk with the Lord upon, upon the earth? You know, there are people that, 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 that think, you know, if I could only go over to the Holy Land, walk in the streets, you know, where Jesus walked. How many people that I, that I come in contact with who have gone over there and the highlight, the pinnacle, you know, of their trip, I was baptized in the Jordan, you know. Well, was that baptism any more than this baptism? You know? Yeah. Right. Right. So, I mean, are, are, are we second place? Are we runner up? No. I mean, we have God that was manifest in the flesh dwells in you. Isn't that incredible? Yes. Speaks to us all the time. No. Right. The Lord communicates with us all the time through his word. I mean, yeah. Well, do something that is against the law, you know, and, and see if you're, if you belong to the Lord, see if he speaks to you. I, I promise you <laughs> he will. I mean, you will feel the grief of the spirit of God within you because of that thing that you've done that you shouldn't have done. You know, whether you lied or you stole or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, God speaks to us. Right. You you want me to, you want me to put it in in to, to no 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 not, not in better words not in better words but to another degree. I have listened to my own sermons before that I have preached. You know I'm wanting to recall the things that I preached the week before because we're still in the same chapter, and the Lord speak, you know, in ways that I didn't hear before. Um, and I'd spent a whole week studying <laughs> on that subject, you know. No, no, well, we should, and yeah, and, and I know you don't want to. We want more of that, don't we? We'd have the Lord speak to us more and, and see him more, understand him more. Um, have you arrived, anybody? You know, have you, or have, you, have, you, have you understood all things yet? Do you, you know all things? I mean, how many of us have gone back, read that same verse of Scripture we thought we knew, uh, and saw another facet, you know, too? It's just like that cut gem, you know, and there's all those different facets, all the sides. Right. Yeah. 
yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. From a reflection of a rock. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think back to what he told the disciples. There's, I have many things to say unto you. But what? We can't bear them right now. Um, we, we can't receive them right now. We can't understand them, you know, right now. I mean, if Paul were here in our midst and he told us when he was caught up in the third heaven and all the things that he saw, we wouldn't be able to understand that. You know, we, he saw things that were, he said it, unspeakable unspeakable that awaits you that awaits you that glory there is a glory beyond i mean all the glory that you will know here there is a glory beyond that that you will know one day that you will behold one day you will see the face of see him face to face you will see him i mean we've seen him we've beheld him in a, in in a, in a degree you know we received the earnest of our inheritance but there's so much more there's so much more to come so much more to come. Think about what Timothy says in 1 Timothy 3.16. He says, without controversy. It's, it's undeniable. It's without controversy. He says, great is the mystery of godliness. He says the same thing that John is saying here. Paul is saying to Timothy, God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Think about the disciples standing there, and the Lord's received up into glory. And the angels appear and say, what are you men of Galilee doing, standing here staring up into the heavens? He's going to come again the same way. And they look for him in his day. And those generations that have followed have looked for him to come in their day. And here we are in this generation looking for him to come in our day and saying, even so, come, Lord Jesus. And the more, the older that I get and the more troubles that I face, the more discontent I am with this world and looking for and hastening the coming day of God. The coming day of God. When we will see him as he is. We have to have a glorified body just to be able to stand in his presence, yes. Absolutely. And we'll be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. And we'll be in a form that will be able to stand in his presence and will be able to behold him as he is in all of his glory. I mean, I think of glorious things that I've seen. I mean, I don't know what that, you know, would be like for you, but at different times in my life, it's been different things. I remember when the, when the Hubble Space Telescope went up and first started sending back those images. It was just like, Phew. I've never seen anything like that. That is incredible. And, 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 and that's, that's, there's things beyond that, you know. There's, there's, I, I told Rebecca, you know, when she came to me as, as a child and she says, Dad, I think the Lord saved me. The Lord has saved me. I said, there's nothing greater that you'll ever be able to tell me, you know, in your lifetime. Dad, I met somebody, and, and we want to get married. Dad, we're, we're expecting, you know, what, whatever, you know, that, that might be or not be. There's nothing, there's nothing greater for me, you know, for her in, in her life than that. But there are greater things that we will behold. 
I mean, it was the greatest joy to behold her when she was born. She was our firstborn. You know, that was a great joy. When I looked in Teresa's face, when that day finally came, that I'm going backwards now, that, that we were married. And, and I was able to lift that veil and kiss her as husband and wife. You know, that was something to behold. Um, that, so much so that the Bible talks about that, that puts, puts even this that we're talking about beholding our Savior, you know, in those terms, the great marriage supper of the Lamb. And that he himself would gird himself, Scripture says, and serve us. Behold, what manner of love. What manner of love that, that we've been brought into. Yeah, it's just incredible, isn't it? Of his fullness, we've all received in grace for grace. We've had to receive grace to receive grace. There's, there's grace that we've not yet received, but we've had to have this grace, this line upon line, this precept upon precept to be able to receive that grace. You know, there's things that we haven't seen yet that, that we're going to see, but we've got to see these things before we can see those things. And we've got to receive these things before we can receive you know, that. We've got to understand this before we can understand that. We've got to be faithful with it. If we're not faithful with this, how will we expect to be given anymore? You know. But if we're faithful with this, then the Lord will give us you know, more. Sustaining grace upon sustaining grace. Strengthening grace upon strengthening grace. Grace for wisdom. To be able to receive further you know, wisdom. This constant flow and supply of grace every single day that's coming unto us. Well, that's incredible to think about, isn't it? Manifest in the flesh. Grace to be able to see is glory. Uh, we've received grace to be able to see his glory. There's some that are ignorant of that grace, or of that, of that glory, rather, that suppress that truth. But you, why me? Because I could, I could be oblivious to these things this morning. I could be, Sunday wouldn't mean anything to me. It would just be a, a, a day off, you know. And I would have that day to go enjoy whatever it was that I wanted to enjoy, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a lost person. You know, and things that just flew right in the face of God, uh, that were blatant, blasphemy and idolatry unto him. But here I am this morning, and my desire when I got up was to be here with you to come to this place and be here with you and, and to look into God's word, you know, together and to see some of these things. Well, I'm, that thing may have cut off, but I, I think I'm out of time. <clears throat> We're nearing the 11 o'clock hour, but um, he says, whoever's seen me has seen the Father. If you've seen me, the Lord says, you've seen the Father. We've beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten Son of God, full of grace and truth. Amen. Yes, we have, we've had to be given eyes to see that we wouldn't have been able to see. Yeah. Ears to hear, we wouldn't have been able to hear. You know, a heart to obey, or we wouldn't. We've had to be born again. Right? We had to be born again. We had to be a new 
creation, a new creature. Um, to be able to behold this God of glory, full of grace and truth and love him and, and look to his coming and seek to glorify him every day in our lives. Let's pray. Father, once again, as we bow, we, we come before you and give thanks unto you for these things that you've, that you've set before us in your word. Um, well, what a, what a, a marvelous and wonderful and magnificent. Uh, we, we just don't have the words to be able to even begin to describe uh, the, the, the glory has, that has been shown unto us in Christ, the grace and the mercy that has been shown unto us in Christ, the truth that is given to us in Christ. We are so thankful uh, Father, for what you've given unto us that we did not deserve uh, in the least of all the blessings. We, I think about the hymn that we sing, count your blessings, name them. We can't. Uh, their mercy drops around us are falling. The rain's falling outside right now. How much mercy has been shed upon us? How much mercy has fallen upon us? It's, 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 it's more than we can number. And Father, we're so thankful for your goodness and mercy towards us. Pray that you would continue with us, speak unto us, uh, through our study in, in the, the book of Psalms. Be with us throughout this day. Uh, there's, there's, our hearts are a, a little empty this morning because there's some that aren't with us. And our, our, our group's a little smaller this morning. And that's, that's somewhat depressing. But, but we're, we're called to rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. So fill us full of your joy as we look into your word, as we sing uh, psalms and hymns unto you this morning. In Christ's name we pray.